Russell Brand. Rock and roll. Radio that's branded for trouble. 100% fire brand. Russell Brand on TalkSport. Hello. Matt Morgan, everyone. <sighs> Hello. <laughs> it's nice, isn't it? Nice to be in Bristol. Lovely, actually. We're very happy to be here in your city. We are happy here. If we've ever done anything wrong, we forgive you for that. As individuals or culturally. Don't mention it. <laughs> None of us has mentioned it. Right. Okay, so as you know, this is like for a radio show, so you're all present in the room. If anyone here sees me do anything stupid or self-destructive, please step in. There's a telephone just here. It's plugged in. You've never had calls. any trouble with those machines, have you? These things have been like little friends to me. <laughs> this, I see this as a little cable leading to the sack. <laughs> but we are very much a trio, much as we are a double act, like Cagney and Lacey, but on the airwaves. But we have, as it were, a third member, another nut to our cock and bull scenario. And I can give no greater introduction. <laughs> Please welcome to the stage, Mr. G, Pilot Laureate of the Show. <laughs> Dirty boy. Sitting there now, are you? Yep. Sitting there. Right, well, we are going to start off our show. What are you doing? Making myself comfortable. Bloody cheek. Yeah. You've got no business making yourself comfortable. You're getting married soon. <laughs> <laughs> Bring up G, bring up sports correspondent. Did you select, because uh, nominally this show is on talk sport, we have to have a sporting expert present at all times to keep a sporting theme going. Did you select one earlier? I did select a guy, I don't know where he's at. Where's sport correspondent? Before we bring the sport correspondent on the stage, okay. I'd like to uh, uh, perhaps remind you, G, uh, along with Matt, that uh, when we were in like, Newcastle, G was given the task of selecting a sports expert and selected this drunken, awful thug, didn't he? Well... This bloke come up with a pie and go, wait, he might not fucking up, he touched my ass. But it was funny. I felt intimidated. He was quite, he was, well, he wasn't a sports expert, he was a normal bloke, though. I don't know if he was normal, mate, he touched my ass. It's normal about that. But you threw him off like you'd been raped. <laughs> and he did throw him off. Yeah, I did. Heavies came. Back, you know, no, that's it, no, touch my ass, you go. That's it, those are the rules. <laughs> You touched me, Ash. You've taken your chance there, Sonny Jim. That's it. You've burnt what, your bridges. Fuck off. What sort of, what did he do? Like, I didn't see it happen. Like, I, can't, I crave the days that I never lived through, Matt, of the 1970s, where, where it was possible to just grab a woman's ass. And I, well, the impression I get is you could put the fingers between the cheeks in those days. <laughs> Nowadays, that's considered sexist, of course. No, I think you could slap it, but it was like the two-second rule. If you lingered, then it was, <laughs> then it was illegal. Like if you drop a sweet three second rule, three second rule, like three second rule. Mm. <laughs> so what did he do? He just what did he do? Did what he, did he go into the uh, into the valley? He was into the, he was deep in the valley and he nearly entered the well. <laughs> so so I'm hoping, G, that tonight's sporting correspondent won't be a swaggering Bristolian sack of testosterone and inky cum. Ouch. What's his name, this oaf? I can't remember the name. He just said he was sports correspondent. Oh, you've been so oh. thorough. Listen to his mates. 
So mates of members of the animal kingdom. Who the fuck is it? Mowgli? Gee, sounds terrifying. Please welcome to the stage our sporting correspondent, this terrifying boor. Come up, mate. What's your name? Thank you. Let's keep applauding till he gets here. Up you come. Come on, you're a nice lad. Oh, all these life people have been judging him. He's a sweetheart. You're probably gay, are you? No, I'm not. Of course you are. Come on, sit down. <laughs> Where do you want to sit? Oh, this is the sport expert chair. I'll grill you. <laughs> what's, uh, what's your actual... What's your actual... Oh, yeah, sorry. I, I should have told you. The chair's been designed to humiliate you. <laughs> if you stand up again... Yep, it comes up. Then sit again. Oh, look at that. I'm going to have a tic-tac placed on that later and bounce around like crazy. Um, what's your name, mate? James. What are you an expert of? Uh, sport. All sports? All sport. Football. Tell us something about Bristolian sport which will help our broadcast. Don't know anything about Bristol sports. Oh, good work, Jay. <laughs> there's City, there's Rovers, I mean, there's things. What's been going on? Are there any sports that you can give us, like, just one sport, in fact? That's all we need, James. Uh, football. Um, I'm a Tottenham fan. Right, yeah. This guy, what have you fucking done, mate? You might as well have... Why didn't you just select cat bin lady? The lady who put a cat in a bin to be the expert. That fucking bitch! He's so... He's completely divided the audience. Look, I'm going to stick up for you. Because you've got a light in your eyes and I find you very attractive. Big mouth, big hair, big brand radio. Okay, time now for some. Uh, we're going to do now some news. It's you've, oh, well, you want to do trivia in the area? Oh, right. Okay, we're coming to you from Bristol, and here are some things you should know about Bristol. The first test tube baby was bred in Bristol. Did you know that, Matt? Bread? That's not bread. That's not very. That's inhumane. It's inhumane. Bread. They're already treating him like a little rat baby. Mr. Robinson and Mrs. Robinson, we bred you this thing. She's quite... That's, she's famous, isn't she, as a test tube person? People are obsessed with her now. Like, it's like when that bloke had his knob cut off and, like, then done a porno. Like, he'd beca become a cause oh, of yeah. celebra. Bobbit, well done. John Wayne Bobbit. John Wayne Bobbit, yeah. Because, I'll tell you why, because the word Bobbit is easy to associate with the idea of a knob being snipped off, isn't it? <laughs> you bobbitted me! And then she loved it in a field. That's out of order, isn't he it? He got it back, though, didn't he? And then he became a porn star. He got it back, he sewed it on, he became a porn star. And I will not rest till John Wayne Bobbitt and Test Tube Baby Girl have done sex for porn. And by the end of tonight, on this stage, we'll achieve that. It's a good word for a cut-off penis. But a bobbit. There were bobbits everywhere in there. I was walking around the field, I slipped on a bobbit. <laughs> okay, so I think we found our level. Let's make some phone calls. <laughs> I'm in the mood. <laughs> Let's ring the cast of On The Buses. <laughs> the ones we don't have to dig up, right kids? <laughs> okay, so some of those things that were said then were bad taste, but uh, I was just mucking about, I'm sorry. <laughs> and that's exactly how long that scandal should have lasted. <laughs> So, all right, a test tube baby's been bred here. Matt, would you consider a test tube baby? Would I consider, what, having one? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Do you want well, one? It must be easier. I suppose nine months after you've sort of agreed to it, sign the papers and yeah. do what you've got to do in the little pot. 
How long can it stay in a test tube? No, obviously that's just a word for it, but... It's never in a test tube, I don't think. It must, I think they call it that. It grow up all long and weird with one big eye. <laughs> <laughs> how can you love me? I think that's how pepper armies are made. <laughs> Bit of an animal. <laughs> yeah, I think they weren't actually test tube. I think it's just test tube evokes the imagery of a laboratory. They could have just as easily be called Bunsen burner babies. Yeah. Or little pipette. Nobody knows, like, if they'll sort of reach the age of, I don't know what she is now, but. Like... Well, it's ages ago. She's probably about 40. She's probably well fit, mate. I well would. <laughs> oh, yeah. And then all the time, oh, I'm doing it for test tube, baby. <laughs> It's horrible, though, if you knew you were one, it's, you know... Yeah, I hate the day where they sit you, you down. Must, you must have to tell your partners, is that what you were going to say? Yeah, or then what about when you're told, right? You've got to go, listen, love, you know you think you're a normal baby, except for your cylindrical head. <laughs> <laughs> well, today's the day I tell you, you were a test tube, baby, baby! It's not good, is it, if everyone at school knows. Everyone at school's like, Test tube! Oh, uh, 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 test tube! I've got your mum here and your dad! <laughs> Do you think they were brought up by their parents or they were brought up by scientists? I thought they were brought up by scientists. Yeah. Like them ones out of uh, Muppet Show, that. That chef and beaker. Out of that. <laughs> that one. <laughs> this is a terrifying nightmare world! A cylinder-headed baby being brought up by boo 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 A naked mole rats, blind mole rats that haven't evolved eyes, all scurrying in your pants. You're listening to Talk Sport. <laughs> we need a sporting fact. You better do a sporting fact, James. Come on, do a little. Hey, come on, let's not be partisan. There will be no relegations. Not West Ham from the Premiership, not City or Rovers, whoever you care for. No one's getting relegated, all right? No one. And that is the tone I once mistakenly used to a group of bullies who were going to make a boy eat dirt. They had a little boy, they're about to make him eat dirt. I went, whoa, whoa. They go, make him eat dirt, make him eat dirt. And I went, whoa, 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 like this. This is how I went. A bit like how a teacher talks, actually. How old were you? I was probably 19. The, the thugs were probably 15. I went, whoa, 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 whoa. They go, yeah, making me dirt, making me dirt. I go over, this is in Grays Park, where I'm from, Grays. I go over, I go, whoa, 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 whoa. Nobody's making anybody eat dirt. Were right? you wearing those sort of shoes? <laughs> yeah. Uh-oh. It was a mistake, Matt. <laughs> Did you end up eating dirt? Oh, eating dirt would have been a lot nicer than the great big vat of humble pie, I scoffed. <laughs> A bakery's worth of humble pie, right? Because the bully boys, they turned on me quick smart. You come in, you fucking mug cunt. Like, oh, shit. You know, when you suddenly realise you're massively out of your debt. I thought they'd just go, sorry, mister. Like characters from Dickens. But even the one that was being made to eat the dirt turned on me. Yeah, I'll eat dirt if I want, you cunt. Maybe they're into it. Maybe it wasn't bullying. Maybe it was just some weird sex game. It was some sex game. It was a ceremony. It was a ritual. I don't know if they were Crips or Bloods or what they were, but they liked it. And so, I do know this story, actually. I remembered. The biggest job, the leader... Go, come on in, 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 come on Whoops, a little poppet there. <laughs> oh, cracky. Oh, I dropped my poppets. <laughs> right, he spread himself so thin, he was just like a 
plasma. And then he went, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then in the most chilling element of the exchange, he fixed me a glare, this yob, this thug, this ill-educated boar who moments before had been stuffing dirt into a smaller boy's mouth, looked at me, saw my fear, went, well, and I just sort of made that swallowing noise. And he went, you can't play the fucking hero, mate, if you don't know the fucking lines. That's brilliant. It's like the sort of thing, like a thug Oscar Wilde. Absolutely brilliant. That brilliant. He must have learned that from his dad or something. Where's he, he come got up his dad's that? an idiot. How did you react to it? Well, better and well, a man that makes a threat such as this is like a dog with a whistle, uh, either barking up the wrong tree or whistle. Oh, give me the dirt, I'll eat it. <laughs> Please just give me a spoon. <laughs> it was a terrifying exchange. I don't know why I bothered. It was well, horrible. It's worth it. We've entertained people with I was it. with a bird and all. Were you? Well, you <laughs> were showing off, trying to be hard anyway. Shit, that was it. It was justice, wasn't it? Karma. Sorry, Lord. Yeah, you're right. I was being punished for being a tit. Okay, so the, for, yes, that's some trivia there about a test tube baby. In a survey first conducted by university students, 63% of people said they associated Bristol with the words combine harvester. That's racist. That's that racist. racist against Bristol. What a... What, oh, that survey... Hang I'm, on, I'm, who, who... That was the Wurzels. Were they from Bristol? Were the Wurzels from here? What I love about Massive Attack, Rony Size, Portishead, and Steel Combine Harvester? Well, it was... Fair enough. You deserve that <laughs> reputation. <laughs> Wurzels! <laughs> he was a groupie. He was a Wurzel he groupie. Oh, I'll lay you down some straw, sir, <laughs> and fiddle with your barbet. <laughs> well, that's racist. That's a racist fact. Over 25% of the world's natural history films are made in Bristol. Natural history, it don't matter how much they try and say it's about that big blue whale or dinosaur bones, all I think is at some point you'll see some women's tits. I don't think you will. It's nature, mate. That's, is, they're not made here, are they? I mean, they're, you can't... What do they do? Bring lions over and recreate this savannah? Yeah! They can't recreate the savannah. Not here. And also, they can't do that thing you showed me once, where there's a little no. baby buffalo. <laughs> oh, right, okay. <laughs> no, not that. We must never speak of that publicly, Matthew. I can only do that once a lifetime. <laughs> You've still not recuperated those fluids. Um, what did I show you? Hmm? What did I show you? You showed me that thing. It's a little baby buffalo thing, and it's going to get it by a crocodile. Then the buffaloes come back. Then a crocodile come. Then a lion comes, and they all uh, gang the up. Battle at Kruger Park. Battle at Kruger Park. It was in Park. South Africa. It actually happened. It's really good, isn't it? Yeah. That didn't happen in Bristol. Brutal nature. Brutal nature. Didn't happen in Bristol, though. No. So that's another lie on here. So uh, you can, if you want to, tweet us. That is not a euphemism. Your tweets will appear up here on this screen. Let's have a look. Although they are filtered, so don't... They are filtered. Let's have a look. Katy Perry, I heard you've been practicing your dance moves lately for your big dance. Can you give us a tease, please? Says that. Katy Perry. Well, that's very helpful, dear. Thank you. You love there dancing. Will be some, I do love a dance. There will be later some sexy dancing. That much I can guarantee. Rabinda Mahal, would you like to come with us to the dental bar after the show? Awkward threesome with me and a friend. Well, Rabinda, the answer is yes. <laughs> the dental bar? I don't know if there's enough laughing gas in the world. 
We don't know much about sport in the second tier, but Lindsay knows about balls. Lindsay, you slag. Let's, uh, we'll go back to the tweets uh, very shortly. Now let's do some news. More news. <laughs> let's do some news, Matthew. Oh, some news. Busker attacked critic with guitar. A busker called Bongo Jesus. How can we not respect this genius? Do you know what Jesus really needed to make Christianity work? <laughs> a bongos, bongos, I drink it in the Congo. Then Christianity really would have stuck. A man called, a busker called Bongo Jesus has been arrested after hitting a man who criticised his playing over the head with a guitar. That is not very Christian, is it? He should not have just all. gone, bless you. I respect your opinion. But look at his real name, Bongo Jesus. His Much real better. name, the busker whose real name is Branding Hochstrasser. It's much better. Yeah, Branding Hochstrasser. I'm Branding Hochstrasser. I'm singing in the streets for money. <laughs> oh, yeah, it's sexy. But Bongo Jesus. Bongo Jesus sounds like a bloody twerp. I wouldn't give him a single penny. He was playing in the street when his critic approached him. Police spokesman Joel Despain, everyone in this has got stupid names, said the 54-year-old homeless man had been unable to keep his thoughts about the guitar playing to himself. Oh, I can't keep these thoughts to myself. My thought is to hit him very hard. The dispute started over some questionable guitar playing. But that's said, the police saying that. The policeman said it was questionable. So he's, is, he's on the side of the uh, homeless man. He's already picked sides. This is, this is subjudicious behaviour from that police officer, I think. He went over to Bongo Jesus, says the officer, endorsing the whole Bongo Jesus phenomena. He should have said Mr. Hochstrasser. Yeah, he obviously couldn't pronounce Hochstrasser. <laughs> or he's just a massive Bongo Jesus fan. <laughs> I can't even look at you, Bongo Jesus, without feeling a tingling in my bobbit. Big mouth, big hair, big brand radio. He went over to Bongo Jesus and provided some sort of critique which did not sit well. <laughs> Why are they trying to describe some... it as if it's happened in a drawing room in Edwardian London? Some sort of critique. Some sort Because of... you, you know that this is a homeless man it's and a busker. You're fucking shit, man. Yeah, fuck you, you bastard. I'll bollocks you. I'll piss on your fucking bongos. It's not which, taking place. Which did not sit well. This, well, this doesn't sit well with me. <laughs> Smashes him with a guitar. They're not two wits having a verbal battle. They're a couple of piss-drenched lunatics brawling in the street. Now, while I said that, something fell from the sky, Matt. Oh, dear. I think it's a punishment from some sort of bongo god. <laughs> Criticise my son. Diddy-bum, diddy-bum, bum, bum. <laughs> <laughs> At one point, he said the victim, <laughs> it was all, if you're a victim, you know that life's going to just work out shit. Unfortunately, I was born a victim. <laughs> I tried to stay out of trouble, but it was inevitable. You've missed a good bit before that. Tell me. The, when police were called, we were advised that the musician was hitting the victim over the head with a guitar. That sounds like it was too slow. I, I'll advise you that he's hitting him over the head with the guitar. Pong. <laughs> well, doesn't sound like he's being attacked with a guitar. He's, he's hitting with a guitar! Quick! For God's sake, yeah, it does sound You like... want a bit of advice? Look, I've got a tip for you, mate. Here's a tidbit. It's so gentle that it could almost be part of the percussion. <laughs> bum, bum, I'm Bongo Jesus and this is my drunk friend. Bum, also, he's playing a guitar. Where's the bongos? Yeah! What? I think the real problem is their naming strategy. He should be called String Jesus or something. Yeah, that's like string. G-string. 
G suggested. Nice work, G. Get on with your fucking poem. <laughs> <laughs> you better have some sporting facts when we come over there. Make one up. You've got a sporting fact. Well, when we finish this story, we're going to come over there. So you just rehearse in your mind how to do your sporting fact absolutely perfectly. Let's just hope there's no problems, because once we had a young man like you, thought he was pretty fly, and he touched me on the arse, didn't he, Matt? Yes. It didn't work out at all well for him. He had a, an early bath. He had a long walk home. <laughs> Did he? Uh, what happened to him? He's dead now. <laughs> At one point, he said the victim who commented about his guitar playing had been his friend. Oh, no. This is like when bands break up. This just sounds like two homeless men having a fight, which this they would is, have had any day. This is a couple of drunks. Why is you, this in the news? Why is this in the bloody news? Two drunks can't agree over a good song. <laughs> just sounds like the breakup of Oasis. Good, because Noel Gallagher listens to this. He was doing the show with us yesterday, and it's always nice because he said a few sarky comments, and now I've got one back behind his back, like the slimy little oik I've become. <laughs> the dispute escalated. Why are they using all this grandiose language <laughs> as if it was about like, the Treaty of Versailles or something? These are people with sick in their beards. Yeah, these are men with dried sick in their beards that almost certainly smell of cheesy Watsit crisps. Do you want to expand on that? Yes. Russell had a homeless friend. Why have you got so many homeless friends? I like the homeless. And also, I was a drug addict for a long while, and you'll find that a lot of homeless people know where to get drugs. <laughs> because I don't know what, what came first, the drugs or the homelessness, and frankly, I don't care. All I know is, if you go, mate, I'll get you a bag. If you tell me where to score, they'll normally take you. And because you're a getting in that bag... bag hmm? A sleeping bag? Not a sleeping bag. That normally smells of wee-wee. I'm mean... trying to get into that story where you made friends with a homeless man. Homeless he, he James? Kept, I kept going, no, not that one. The one after that. Harmonica Matt. Matt? Yeah. He played a harmonica. I Hang liked on. Harmonica Matt. He was a great guy. He's in the same vein as Bongo Jesus. He was no Bongo he, Jesus. Russell kept saying, no, he's nice, he's nice, he's nice. He, used he to, is nice. He used to go, b -b 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 it took him ages to say anything. Yeah. I'm not it, judging him. It did take him ages to say things, Matt. But what about when he played that harmonica and when he sang the blues, his stutter cleared up. He was the homeless Gareth Gates. That's true, but he always smelled of vomit. And every time I said to him, mate, he smells of sick, he kept bringing him to like, restaurants and stuff. He's going, no, no, he's all right, he's all right, he's all right. I said, he smells of vomit, he smells of sick. Every time he breathes, he's been sick really recently. Every time you see him. And he goes, no, no, he smells of what's-its. Every time. <laughs> no, he just smells the what it's what's it. Have you ever seen him eating what's it? No, he's always in the toilet. <laughs> making this noise. <laughs> I think he gets them what's it by singing to a god that lives in the gutter. What's it? He uh, he's better now. I'm on a Kamat's better now. Well I saw him uh, down uh, Down where? A market. <laughs> Singing. <laughs> He's dressed up as a 50s man. He's in a band now. He's found his calling. I'm not joking. He's dressed up as a 50s man. He's got his hair slicked back and he's in like a boop boop doo band. Whatever that's called. He's in a boop boop doo band? Yes. Hold on. Well, he's like wearing brothel creepers and the velvet jacket. Yeah, and he's and he in the couldn't boop -boop look me in the eye because he knew that I knew him from his old life. Oh my, because like, he's thinking, that's it, I'm fooling all these idiots. And then he sees you, man he from his stuttering. past. He wasn't stuttering. Of course he was, Even in the talking bits. No, even in the talking bits. What do you mean? He did bad. I mean, his harmonica was 
completely bunged up with sick. <laughs> <laughs> My baby gun left me. I liked Tom on a Kamat a lot. He was all right. Yeah, he was all right. He was a nice guy. I miss him. <laughs> Russell Brand on Talk Sport. Me and Matt, we was on holiday once in Thailand ages ago. Okay. Uh, ages ago, across the uh, while I was still under the drug brella. Can't do me for it. I was on drugs. The drug brella protects me from the judgment. <laughs> it's me that they've got to worry about. Yeah, you weren't under no drug brella. I except actually, you did take some terrifying. Because you know, in Thailand, you know, when you go on holiday to them countries and they suddenly go, oh, it's all right to buy amphetamines down a chemist. It's one of them, isn't it, Thailand? Yeah. Not that I did that. No. But if you had have done in this anecdote, we certainly wouldn't mention it. That's Actually, why we're not mentioning Red it Bull. now. Red Bull in Thailand, it's, it looks like Red Bull. It comes in like a medicine bottle and it's got speed in it. Yeah. Yeah. I, was, I lost two days. It gives you wings. <laughs> Didn't I? And the shakes and robbed you of two days. Yes, yeah. you're right. I remember that. You were in the right old state, weren't you? I didn't know where I was. You moved hotels. I woke up in a hotel. <laughs> they moved. I was literally almost in tears by the time I found them on this fucking island. <laughs> you were being a nuisance. I had to move on. Harmonica and Matt and I were going to set up a 50s band. Whatever became of that brilliant man? Yeah, we had to move also, on. Also, my bed, you and the other person we were with, Secret there, there was two normal beds and one bed that was... Well, basically, a pad of A4 paper <laughs> that they'd said, oh, yeah, that's the third bed. It was a tiny little platform. Why didn't you like that bed? Because it wasn't a bed. And also, you... Pad. You just... This is before you were famous, but you still went, I've got a slightly bad back, so obviously I'm having that. <laughs> and then the other person said, well, I'll have that for the first night, and then you have that for the second night. I slept on that for about four <laughs> months. <laughs> Is that why you took all those amphetamines? Because you were scared of going to bed? Yes. Just wanted to stay up the whole time? In the bed. All drugged up to the eyeballs on drinky drugs. Well, what about then? We went to that brothel, and I had the good sense to immediately... Like, when you go to a uh, brothel in Pat Pong or whatever, you go in there, and the girls all wear the same sort of Baywatch swimming suits, and that's where the fucking similarity ends. Right? <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, uh, sorry if that's sexist. I don't understand what's right or wrong no more. No, like, what happens is a man comes up to you in the street. Oh, yeah, a man comes up And he up shows to you a picture of, like, about 40 women in, like, sort of red, red swimsuits with numbers on them or swimsuits. No, it's like a table tennis bat with a number on it. What the, no, it wasn't. They had big round badges. I don't know. Potato, potato. Anyway, I had a fucking lovely evening. <laughs> so, anyway, we went with him. And then you go sort of into this car park, then up these stairs. And we were all going, oh, God, we're going to... Be murdered. It was our first night. I weren't worried. I knew this was going to be all right for us. I was having well, it off with hookers in Thailand when I was 16. That's why I'm mentally ill now. <laughs> so we followed this man up these stairs and he opened the door and we were going, oh God, oh God. And yeah. the door and it was exactly like the picture. Yeah, they were exactly there. They were there with their table tennis bat, stroke badges, weirdo. <laughs> and, like, uh, and I straight away went, that one. And our other mate went, that one. And we cleared off lively. No, Number five, uh, and I'll have, ooh, number 23. Like and Matt that. goes, yeah, and we selected them, shot off, sharpish, for a lovely evening. He'd go upstairs, it's like a bathroom. And Matt went, ooh, I'm getting married. He weren't getting married. No, no, hang on, wait. What happens is the bloke, before he opens the door, presses a thing or jingles something, and they all stand up. 
So when you open the door, you think, oh, Like hello. the real Slim Shady. Jingle something, will you all stand up? <laughs> <laughs> so we went through the door and went, oh, wow. And they immediately clocked how it worked. Oh, I didn't. I thought, oh, God. And so I said, and there was a bar in there. And I said, I'll just sit at the bar and have a drink and wait for them. But as yeah, as what an idiot. Off, Who sits in a, like, goes to a brothel and has a drink? Me. The saying is not, you couldn't organise a piss up in a brothel. Well, look, that bar, once they'd gone, it turned out it wasn't even a bar. It was a set. It was just like to make this It's not initial... a real bar, mate. What do you think people go there for? It was horrible. And there were all the girls <laughs> that were lined up. They all sat down and started reading magazines. Of course the... they was. They knew you had no money. The was going to me, you'll go now, you'll go now. And then this woman said, you have blowjob. Right. <laughs> and I'm desperately trying to get this ring off and put it onto my wedding finger. I tried, I went, no, I'm, hang on, I'm married. I'm Christian, Jesus, and all this stuff. <laughs> It was a ridiculous display. And then I remember you going, oh, and then I went, I'll oh, just have a Thai massage, a regular Thai massage. And they went, no, none of our girls do for Thai massages except number 76, Ethel, in the cellar. Yeah, so I said, <laughs> I said, I don't want to have sex with anyone. I just, and then they said, we well, can't sit here. So I said, well, I wouldn't mind a Thai massage. And they went, oh, they don't know how to do Thai massage. Then they all sort of but said, who something does? In Thai. Ethel from the cellar. <laughs> These two women came out from. I don't know. They some were sort snaggle toothed. You told they me they different... were snaggle toothed crones. They were about 60, both of them. And then they, they came up hard lives. and they were both going, please pick me. And he said, which one do you want? You were like a sort of a wet, weak Simon Cow. Oh, either. It, it was horrible. So I went, oh, her. And then the You're other one went upstairs. off. You're coming Oh, thank you, thank you. And then I thought, oh, God, I've got to go upstairs. And they went, actually, can I have number five? And they said, no, yeah, you can't Yeah, he tried to get one of the good ones at the end. Well, I was going upstairs number with five. a Number five, number five, don't know Thai massage. You've picked number 76. <laughs> so before I knew it, I was going up in this lift. It was about 20 stories up with this old lady who was really grateful. Who had probably done it all <laughs> oh, her life. Oh, thank you. My village. Oh, thank you. No yeah, one picks me. Yeah, she telling me about her village. She was a cleaner, I think. <laughs> she was not even meant to be there. She dressed up as one of them. She was probably trying to solve a case in there. And put on there, she was a detective or something. Oh, it was horrible. And then I remember when we came out, <laughs> like, because when we'd left you, you were still trying to get a wedding ring on and claiming to be a priest. No, that it got... And then we found you and you was having a bath with an old lady. <laughs> 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 and our other yeah, mate, wait. our other mate put his head around the door and went, fucking hell, what's that, mate? Bargain basement. <laughs> Wait, before that, right, there was loads of other stuff that happened. This oh, there's woman, loads of other stuff that happened after the punchline. They made me pay, they go, your friends have had drinks. And I was going, no, I don't think so. And I paid loads, though, I just got completely cleaned out. <laughs> but the worst thing was the woman who owned the place, she pulled her, one of her boobs <laughs> And she goes, this was while I was still bartering and trying to go, no, but I did Bartering? With the old lady. Like he's the a old big shop businessman. I was bartering them down. Well, she goes, she... When I saw you, out, and she goes, now something for baby, right? So I thought <laughs> he thought he was the baby. I thought I had to suck her boob. I was compl I was like Frank Spencer, and I went, oh, like that. She went, no, no, no. My name is Baby. She meant like put some money in my bra. It was awful. And then I had to have a bath with an old lady. That's Still. why I don't take Matt Morgan to a brothel. That's what I've learned. Oh, you really awful. ruined the vibe. It's the worst thing I've ever been through. Like, I remember I took you to a brothel in London, 
And I go, so like, you go, Russell, I don't want to come to this brothel. I don't want to. I go, it's all right, mate. Just relax, relax. I cleared off upstairs with one of the girls. And Matt, and they goes, <laughs> Matt goes, I've just come for a cup of tea. <laughs> no, we don't do cups of tea. Anyway, I came said, downstairs. He was in a bath with her. No, I sat downstairs <laughs> watching Who Wants to Be a Millionaire with a prostitute in a dressing gown. <laughs> I don't know why I brought my dressing gown. I think we'd all like to be millionaires. <laughs> Get out and of that you, desperate scenario. He came running down the stairs and said, I, I, I can't do it. And I thought, oh, he's had a crisis of conscience. And then I saw this massive fat woman come down and says, he ran off before he'd even seen me. That's what she said. <laughs> we were idiots then. You said she looked like uh, one of the bulldog out of Tem Tom and Jerry looking at a clockwork mouse. Yeah, because he rolled around on the floor. Went, Can I have my money back? Can I have my money back? He rolled around on the floor with his trousers down. <laughs> Happy days. Still. Then that's, that's what drugs will do for you. Yeah. Yeah, where's a sport fact? Well done. Good producing. <laughs> you better give us a sport fact, because the last 20 minutes was unbroadcastable. <laughs> Many goalkeepers have a better goal-scoring record than Emil Heskey. Well done. That was a sport fact. Is that, that's Good not true, lad. Though, Good work, it? mate. And well-delivered, confident, competent. This is talk sport. You wouldn't know it. All we talk about is brasses, but there you go. That was a sport fact. We don't do that anymore at all. No, that was in the old Disgusting. days. Obviously, we both live very happy, contented, settled lives. Of course, that's bloody obvious from the look I of us. I didn't do it then. I just had a bath. That's true. It was just, it was just you and Mrs. Matey. <laughs> big mouth, big hair, big brand radio. Here's some local news for you people of Bristol. Plant pot thief is on the loose. Okay, be careful, kids. Police are warning of a plant pot thief in Portishead. Yeah, no, I mean, we all still fondly remember Dummy and a lot of those hits of Portishead. Dummy. Dummy. There have been more than 20 incidents reported of plant pots being stolen from gardens in the town over the last two weeks. 20 plant pots? That's just fucking don't worry about it. That's a lot in two weeks. It's only 20 a from a whole town. I wouldn't even notice that if my town, 20 plant pots went missing. You've never had a plant pot, have you? I don't have a plant You've never pot. never nurtured it. Huh? Well, except when I, I briefly grew what I can only describe as crap marijuana. Oh, yeah. I had plant We've pot. all tried that. Oh, we'll just use the seeds. But without the proper lights, what's the point? Hey? <laughs> eh? Talk sport, everyone. <laughs> Many of the thefts have taken place in the Vale area. What's the Vale area like? Shit. It's always shit. Real vehemence there. Sounds now. nice. The Vale. I'd love to go to it's the like Vale area. Happy future. What? A happy future could be had in the Vale. Go to the Vale. Settle down. Where's my fucking plant pot? Although some floral displays have been taken from elsewhere in the town. This is an epidemic, Matt. We've got an epidemic. We've got to solve this. Right, you're no longer sport correspondent. We're going to need you to do some detective work. Think hard. Everyone here, think hard. We can crack this bloody case. Someone Don't here crack may the have been a victim of this. Someone here may have been victims. Well, let's get the evidence out there and we'll find out if any of these people have suffered at the hands of this terrible, terrible criminal. The thefts have taken place in the dead of night. <laughs> what time's that? It's about three o'clock in the morning, I think, mate. The dead of night. It doesn't have to be the dead of night. It's just night. Dead off don't help that sentence, really, does it? Might as well go, in the night. <laughs> yeah, because presumably, all they know is in the morning there's no plant pot. So how do they know exactly that what time point. it That point. If you know specifically it was at dead of night o'clock, arrest them. 
dead of night. With homeowners only realising their pots have been taken the next day. Obviously. Well, yeah. It's 4am. Better go check the plant pots. <laughs> Darling, I've got an awful feeling the plant pot's been stolen. Just a vibe I'm getting. Oh, Jeffrey, you're too sensitive. <laughs> Ever since we've stopped having sex, you think of nothing but plant pots. I'm going to go and check it in the morning. Also, I'm, I'm going to the shed again. Oh, Jeffrey. A garden bench was also stolen during the raids. This is out of control. Well, hang on, hang on. A garden bench yeah. is a massive thing. A plant pot's easy to steal. Why is he a plant pot thief? Why is he not a garden bench thief? Yeah, that's true. That's true, isn't it? It is true. That's a worse crime. Like a plant pot, That's no a two-man job. Sergeant Jim Robinson, who I believe is from Neighbours, <laughs> said, Scott, Scott, what's that supposed to mean, Scott? Which Mike from Neighbours once said on our radio he show. He did, actually, didn't he? Guy Pearce, who played Mike from Neighbours, and in spite of having made many films since Neighbours, was happy to be called Mike, Mike from, from Neighbours by us for the whole broadcast. As he is called in most English people's heads. Yeah. L.A. Confidential, starring Mike from Neighbours. <laughs> <laughs> but you don't think of Kylie as Charlene from Neighbours. Don't you? Because I do, every night. Check the plant pots. Charlene from Neighbours. Charlene from Neighbours. Why do the weeds keep growing? <laughs> Sergeant Jim Robinson said, We are keen to hear from anyone. Keen, they are. That's not enough. You've got to say we are desperate. We yeah. are pleading. We could go either way. <laughs> Tell us if you want or don't bother about anyone with information about these thefts. They have been happening over the last two weeks and so far there has been no let up. <laughs> there's no, when will there be a let up? Intense pressure. Yeah. I'd like to think there's a map in that police place. What do with you call pins it? Station. In it. <laughs> pins. Police place. It's, yeah. Maybe it would be good to do a, a series of, a spate of thefts that actually yeah. draw something. Draw a plant pot. Imagine that happened and it was like a little sunflower in a plant yeah. pot. And, and as you were putting in the final one, it was the smile on the flower's face. Ah! And the police would go, oh. Look at that. It could be a memento style film starring Mike from Neighbours. <laughs> we would also like to hear from anyone who's been offered pots. <laughs> That's not going to cause any confusion in Bristol. Yo, no, he got offered some parts, yeah. Oh, pots. Oh, right, no, fuck off. Hang on, they're just discounting the value of the actual plant. Maybe they're rare plants. They could be rare plants, yeah. There could be orchids in there, but these coppers seem to think only the pot is of value. And we've got to trust them, mate. They're in charge of the case. We're mavericks. We are mavericks. We so are. we may approach the case differently than them. That's why we'll solve it and they won't. Anyone with information can call Portishead Police. Give them a ring, you say. I don't, I don't want to be a party pooper. What? You don't want to be a party so pooper? So I won't say anything. <laughs> Obviously, with my reputation for scandalous phone calls, I cannot make a phone call like that as a professional broadcaster. So is there anyone anywhere on this stage that we could blame for that phone call? There is, and it's you, James. James, you are no longer sports correspondent. You are now in charge of cracking this bloody plant pot case. We've got to get to the bottom of it. Will you do the call? Yes. yes. 
He'll do oh. it. Promotion. Russell, Come over here. Yeah. If he, if he has some information that has some value, and oh, it's yeah. not illegal. All right, you sit down here, mate, near us, near where the, what I like to call the blame sofa. Russell Brand on Talk Sport. Who here has got some information yeah. on pots? Have you been offered pots? Yeah, right. Is this, uh, we're going to solve this. What happened, love? <laughs> What's the info? Come on. We can't help you if you don't help us. Hmm? 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 We can't help you if you don't help us. Hmm? Hmm? Excellent. This is excellent. Man That's a, a good lead. A man in a Mac opened his Mac. There was plant pots inside. That's a good lead. That's a good lead. That's a bloody good lead, Watson. Okay, that's good. That is definitely information. That's definitely information. Has anyone else got any information? <laughs> what, mate? What? What? I heard something along the lines of, Herbert, yeah, ginger fella. <laughs> what does that mean, Matt? I think he said he was a little ginger fella. <laughs> I'm not sure. I think that, is, that information came directly from Bongo Jesus. Yeah. ginger <laughs> fella. It was a little ginger fella. He opened his coat. This is all good. And James is taking responsibility for this. We've got 2,000 witnesses that said, I tried to stop him. And here is that moment. Don't do the phone call. Do Let's it. do the phone call. Okay. So it's being dialed off stage, but you are now legally responsible for this phone call. Is that correct? Because we're just genuinely trying to solve a case. Yes, it is. Well done, James. A man clearly not being browbeaten. <laughs> it's a dead tone. It's just, it's not ringing on it. Dial it. Okay, right, James, we're going to need you to actually dial it so you're fully 100% legally culpable for anything that happens. Is it ringing? Is it ringing? Call may be recorded. Almost certainly it will. It's going out on the radio. Brilliant. Here we go. It's ringing. It's ringing. Good evening, Adrian Spitzer, please. How can I help? Uh, yeah, I'm calling about the 20 plant pots that were stolen recently in the Vale area. Sorry? I'm calling about the 20 plant pots and the bench that were... Yeah, more importantly, the bench. Where's the bloody bench? Can I speak to Jim Robinson, please, from Neighbours? <laughs> Sorry. There's, there's 20 plant pops involved. Of course, I'm serious. <laughs> Sorry. Hello? Can I, what's your name? Get stuck into it. We've got to solve this case. If she's hung up on us, the fucking whore. Ring back. Redial. Let's ring her back. We've got to solve this case. Sherlock Holmes won't give up. Come on. We've got to solve this. We're going to solve this one. Is there a redial on there, mate? Yeah, there no We've got ringtone. No. You're, doing, you're doing bloody great. You're good at this. <laughs> We're redialing. We're redialing. We're going to catch that bloody pot thief. Bench thief. Thank you. Look, <laughs> he's got his finger in here. He's doing it all properly. <laughs> oh, where's my pad and pen? Oh, I'll keep it by the phone. I'll put 20p in the phone box for the phone bill. Oh, yeah, I'm calling again about the 20 plant pots that were stolen. Oh, sorry, your phone's gone. Hello? I'm, I'm calling about the 20 plant pots that were stolen in the Vale area. Oh, right. 
and we, we, we might have some information about that. Oh, well, no problem. If I can just put you through to the right department, okay, thank uh, you. we'll get the details and help there, OK? All right, thanks very much, too. <laughs> so, the Mac. We're going to solve it! <sighs> It's a man in a Mac, he's got 20 chances, Ginger. ginger. ...for you to a charity called Victim Support, unless you tell us not to. Victim Support offer free and confidential advice, information about services, and provide ongoing support where required. This could We're victims now. We ain't victims. We're test tube babies, but never victims. Good evening, crime recording. Hammer speaking, how can I help? Oh yeah, it's, um, it's James. I'm calling about the 20 plant pots that have stolen with the... And the bench, and the bench! Yeah, and, and the bench. <laughs> Where's this from? Well, it's James from Bristol. Okay. Um, I'm calling because there's been several leads about a man in a Mac. Ginger. Not Mark Morrison, and he's Ginger. A, ma a massive Mac with big pockets. So, say sorry about the noise, but the telly's on. Yeah, sorry about the noise, the TV's on, it's brand. Damn them! It's like they don't want to solve this case! They don't care enough. They don't care enough. No wonder that bloody plant pot thief's out there at large. Ladies and gentlemen, when you get home tonight, please check your plant pots and don't have nightmares. Okay, we are going to bring onto the stage to help us with our final item. Yes, of course, she's a woman. It's Miss Bristol! Yeah. Welcome her with <laughs> Hello, love. And there will be a pound to the first person to do the Miss Bristol joke. I'm not doing it. You sit down. Uh, Miss Bristol, lovely Bristol, sorry. Right, so that's done now. Uh, well done. Oh, thank you. <laughs> Miss Bristol, have you had any plant pots or benches stolen lately? Um, I, I, I think I know the plant pot stealer. Good. I like the way you grab the mic. Good instincts. <laughs> Always shows willingness. As soon as it goes near a gob, she's on it. I like that. Okay, so uh, as always, we summarise our radio show with a fantastic poem by our poet laureate, Britain's finest poet, Mr. G. <laughs> as all eyes faced the Atlantic, the baby bobbit went frantic for a test tube and some fresh lube and a West Country accent. As dirt is consumed like the tit milk of an old snaggle tooth, let us pray to Bongo Jesus or James the Super Sleuth. As natural history suggests, let every tongue confess that when it comes to the breast, the West is the best. The West yeah. is the best! Well done, Bristol! Thank you very much, all our guests. James, what fantastic work from James, everyone! The amazing Miss Bristol, she's gorgeous! Poet Laureate, Mr. G, and of course, Matt Morgan! Thank you. And thank you, Bristol. Thank you very much. Good night. See you soon. Hare Krishna. This has been the Russell Brand Podcast on Talk